Barnevamos, the bottom of Ninchas Amaral 58A4 in the article Gemara. We are in the middle of a discussion. And essentially, the Gemara is trying to prove the opinion of Rav, to say that Rav, who's from the times of the Gemara, really has support in a Mishnah, which is from the, you know, from the times of the Mishnah, from an earlier source. And what was that Mishnah? That Mishnah, essentially, it was a Brisa. That Brisa said that when it comes to, in the context of a Sota, Sota is a woman who, uh, there is suspicion, there's concern that she committed adultery. The husband warned her not to be with a specific individual alone in seclusion, and she was found to be secluded with that individual. And she claims that, that uh, she did not commit adultery. So she has to take a shvua, she has to take an oath, and she has to drink from the bitter waters to which will determine whether or not she's, she's telling the truth. Uh, but the Brysa added that when she takes this shvua, she takes this oath, uh, the the scenarios could be either when she's that she didn't commit adultery when she was engaged, when she was married, when she was waiting to do yibum, uh, meaning her husband passed away without any children, and she's waiting to do yibum or chalitza with the brother-in-law, or even after yibum. And case number four is where she actually did yibum. And the Gemara was trying to figure out what is the case of engaged, because there are a few issues when it comes to uh, having the bitter waters when she's engaged. Um, First of all, we know that it doesn't work when you are engaged. It wouldn't work when, when she's engaged. So it has to be that she also got married. But it also has to be a case, uh, seemingly, where um, they... What does it mean engaged? If she, if she, if she does uh, commit adultery while she's engaged and only... And thereafter, she gets married and has marital relations... Uh, so then the bitter waters won't work because it won't work if you if the couple has marital relations after uh, she already was secluded with that person and she's waiting to drink the bitter water. It won't work if the couple themselves end up having marital relations during that time period. So the case, says the Gemara at this stage, must be where uh, she was warned when she was engaged. And... Uh, she, in the conclusion of the Gemara, also has to be where they end up even having sexual relations, not for the sake of marriage, while they're engaged. They have sexual relations because in order for this, for the whole Sota scenario to apply, they have to first, as a couple, have sexual relations, but not for the sake of marriage because it's a case of when they're engaged. Then uh, there's suspicion that, uh, the husband has suspicion that she's committing adultery. She's ended up, and she warn, he warns her not to be with uh, that person in seclusion. They are secluded, and then she claims that she did not commit adultery. Um, however, then uh, at that point they get married without uh, having marital relations, and this wants to prove it has to be a case where they got married because we say that it only works if they're actually married. So they married without having uh, without having marital relations. They had sexual relations earlier. Uh, but they haven't had marriage relations after the chuppah, after the actual marriage. And this should prove to us that there is a concept of getting married without um, without uh, sexual relations. Uh, so that's, that's the conclusion of that scenario of Arusa, of the case of where they are engaged. It has to be where they're actually married, but a large part of the process took place while they were engaged. She was secluded uh, while they were engaged, but then they got married, and then... Um, 
that would be that would be the scenario. Uh, the Gemara then has the following problem. The Gemara says this doesn't fit because the Kavasegabe Shomeris Yavam. Because we said that there are four different cases. There is when you're engaged, which is what we were just discussing, where most of it took place when they were engaged, uh, but she can only drink from the from the from the bitter water after they get married, before they have marital relations, because they're not allowed to have marital relations. Um, uh, but uh, that's the case of engaged. The second case was there, is where they're married. That's just a regular case of where they're married. Case number three is a Shomeris Yavam, is where it's a scenario where she's waiting to do Yibam. Her husband passed away then and children, and there's a brother-in-law to do Yibam or Chalitza with. Uh, that would be another scenario where she could commit adultery. And the fourth case is where they actually do Yibam, after they do Yibam. So the Gemara says, if that's the case when it comes to engagement, so it's basically there are parallel cases. Engagement and waiting to do Yibam is parallel. And married and after Yibam is also parallel. So the Gemara says, the Yavam. Shabala Yavam Yavam If you're going to tell me that the case of engagement is where they had sexual relations, because in order for uh, the uh, Sota uh, water, for the bitter water to work, they have to have sexual relations first, and then she has to commit adultery, uh, or at least there's suspicion that she committed adultery, if that's what, what's going on here, so then in the case of Shomer Shavim, in the case where she's waiting to do Yibam, so what are you going to tell me? When, when are we going to have these bitter waters? What's going to be the case where she has sexual relations not for the purpose of Yibam? But we know that there is no such case of like that because because Shomer Shavim Karislav even if you have sexual relations not for the purpose of Yibam, that's something that we discussed earlier. We had that a few weeks ago. Rav is of the opinion, this is what we had a few weeks ago, Rav is of the opinion that even if you intend, even if you have sexual relations not for the purposes of Yibam, but just for the purposes of anything else, just uh, but not for the purposes of Yibam, Yibam will still work. It's result-oriented. You don't have to have intentions, but it will work. And Rav says, you are fully married. Rav is of the opinion that you are fully married. Sigmar says, well, maybe this maybe this is going according to Shmuel. Kishmuel. Maybe the Mishnah can be justified according to Shmuel. Shmuel says that, no, it's not like you're fully married. It means that with regards to the laws of Yibam, as we discussed a few weeks ago, with regards to the laws of Yibam, where you're considered married, but not that you're actually fully married. Now, that was the position of Shmuel, and we discussed that uh, a few weeks ago. So the Gemara says, we can't say that we're going to read the Mishnah like Shmuel. Again, the Mishnah is from the times of the Mishnah. Shmuel is a rabbi from the times of the Gemara. So according to Rav, Rav will end up reading the Mishnah and would have to fit with his position. And the whole purpose of this Mishnah is to prove the position of Rav. So Rav, midu time el Rav, Rav We're trying to bring support to the Mishnah in Sota to find support for the position of Rav. Within Rav, Rav is of the position uh, that it's Kanalakol, meaning the whole reason why we're coming up with this scenario to begin with is to say that they had um, they had sexual relations, let's say, for the Shemaris Yavim, for the woman who's waiting to view them, they had sexual relations before their suspicion that she committed adultery. So essentially the Gemara said, well, <laughs> in order, and then, you know, uh, and that's how it's going to be parallel with uh, the first case of the engagement, and therefore we could come up with a whole proof to say that uh, they were married, but they didn't end up having marital relations yet, um, and that the, the two cases are parallel. Um, that only, the Gemara ends up saying that only fits according to Shmuel, who says that when it comes to the Shemar Yavam, to the woman who's waiting to do Yibam, it's possible for her to have sexual relations 
before there's suspicion of her committing a, a adultery, and it wouldn't be viewed as a complete marriage. Um, that only works according to Shmuel, but according to the whole purpose of this, asks the Gemara, is to prove Rav. We are trying to prove Rav. Rav is the position to say that there is a concept of a chuppah uh, without having marital relations. And so, so how does this prove Rav? Rav, it can't. It's, it doesn't fit within Rav because within a Rav's worldview, he has a different position that says that if when in the context of a Shomer's Yavam, a woman who's waiting to do Yibam, if they have sexual relations, not for the purpose of Yibam, Yibam still works. <laughs> and so, essentially, you're never going to have a case, if we're really making everything parallel, uh, the engagement to the Shomer's Yavam, to the woman who's waiting to do Yibam, if we're really going to make things parallel, you're never going to have a case where she uh, uh, she has sexual relations before, in the context of a Shomer's Yavam, where she's having sexual relations before uh, there's suspicion of adultery, uh, that will never exist because even if they don't have in mind to do Yibam, Yibam works. So you're never going to have a case when it comes to the Shemar Shavim. It's always going to be a case where they end up doing Yibam. So that's a, it's a pretty strong question. So the Gemara says, no, so therefore the Gemara says, you know what? The entire Mishnah, in order for it to fit within Rav, you have to give a whole different explanation and say as follows. What's the, what's the position of the Mishnah? You have to say it's Kagon da Abdaba Maimar, Ubei Shamahidami Maimar Kona Kenyan Gamar. This goes back to the position of Beishama that we had a while ago. Beishama is of the opinion that if you do Mimer, he's of the position that if you do Mimer, which is, according to Beishama, it could potentially even be on a biblical level, uh, that Mimer is not through having sexual relations, but if you give money or a contract or a ring um, to the Yevama, to the uh, to the sister-in-law, before you end up doing Yibam. So that is a complete... Kinyan, that works completely. Not only does it work completely, but now you are no longer in the track of Yibam, you are now in the track of being engaged. You are now engaged, and you're waiting to get married. And so you've left the whole track of Yibam, you are now engaged and waiting to get married. If you've left the track of Yibam, if you left the track of Yibam, so then there, there is the possibility you could have sexual relations not for marriage, just like when a person is just regularly, if they're just engaged, uh, they could have sexual relations, it's a prohibition, but they could have sexual relations not for the sake of marriage and they won't be viewed as married. When it comes to Yibam, if you have sexual relations not for the sake of Yibam, it's still Yibam. But now that you've sort of left that track according to Beis Shammai, and you are engaged, if you've left the track of Yibam, you're engaged. So if you have sexual relations not for the sake of marriage, it's not allowed, uh, but it, you won't be viewed as married. And so you could fit this all within Beis You could say, even according to Rav, uh, within the, the position of Beis you could come up with a scenario where she's waiting to do Yibam. They, uh, he gave her a ring, let's say. Now she's, they're engaged. They're waiting to get married. They have sexual relations. Uh, and they still aren't viewed as married. And then uh, there's suspicion of adultery. That, that could be the case, which is parallel to a regular engagement. So it says, what do you mean? Otamech, nisu... Sorry, the Gemara asks, arusa. They say, if that's the whole case, so then it's not just that it's parallel to the case of engagement, that is engagement. You're basically telling me that they're engaged. So how is that any different from the first case of where they are engaged? You've now created a scenario where they're now just engaged. You've left the Yibam track. So the Gemara says, well, the same thing is true with case two and four. Case two and four, case number two, is where they get married. Case number four is where they do Yibam. Essentially, they're married. Utamech. 
when it comes to cases number two and four of the brisa of where they are married and did yibam, that's also it's all viewed in the end day. They're married in the end day. So what does it mean? It means the first case is a case of your own marriage. And case number four is where you're married through the wife of your brother. And so too, case number one is where you're engaged. And case number three is where you're engaged through the because it's your brother's wife. It's true. It's, it's like any other engagement, but it, the way you came about this engagement is slightly differently. So in the end of the day, according to this position, it ends up being true that the case number one of being engaged is as follows, of, of the sota is as follows. It will be a case where they get engaged. They have sexual relations, not for the sake of marriage, and it's not allowed. It's a rabbinic prohibition, but they do. They're not married. They're still not married. Then there's suspicion that she committed adultery, and she's actually secluded. He tells her not to be with this person. She, does, she is secluded, and she says, but she didn't commit adultery. So now she has to drink from the water. However, she can only drink from the water if they're married. But only if they're married and they didn't end up having sexual relations because you're not allowed to have sexual relations until you drink from the bitter water. So it must be where they get married. They do not have sexual relations. And already at that point in time, they are now viewed as, uh, as married even though they didn't have sexual relations yet. And so therefore the bitter water could be used to prove whether or not she is uh, she's innocent or guilty. That is, in the end of the day, the proof. And then we can have the parallel case to the case of Yibam, and that would work out. Basically, the parallel case is Shemar Shavam with Beishamai that she, he gave her a ring. Now they're engaged. Then they have sexual relations not for the purposes of Yibam. Then there's suspicion, and then uh, that would be a parallel case. Repapa. The next two positions say that, no, what are you talking about? The whole mission is you're making the whole mission very complicated. You don't have to go that far. And there won't be any proof to Rav. Rav says, no, hi, Tana, who did Tanya? Our mission, the mission that we're quoting here, about the fact that we could have a case of Sota for engaged, married, waiting to Yibam and Yibam, those four cases, is following the following, it's like the following position. Ditanya, ain mekana lela, rusa lashkosa, kshia rusa, of mekana salashkosa, kshihi nisua. Essentially, Rapapo says that this is the position that holds, that it's true. You can't make her drink the bitter water while they're engaged, but she could, there could be a suspicion, a concern. She ends up being secluded with this man. Um, but as long as she drinks from it after they get married, so then it would work. And Rapapo is saying that this position holds that even if uh, she commits adultery before they ever have sexual relations, or even if the husband and wife have marital relations after uh, there's this suspicion and after she's supposed to be drinking from the bitter water, the bitter water will still work. Essentially, the Republic is saying this position disagrees with the assumptions of the prior position, which we discussed in the last recording. So you could just come up with a very simple case where they get married, sorry, where they're engaged, there's this suspicion. Uh, she ends up being secluded with this man. She claims that she's innocent. Um, and then they get married, fully married with, uh, with marital relations. And then she would have to drink from the bitter water, and that would work. And it doesn't prove to us anything about Rav. That is what Rav Papa says. And similarly, Rav Nachman Yitzchak Hamer, Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, I could also come up with a case, Ali de Gilgal. The case that I could come up with is essentially um, something which we referenced to in the last recording, but essentially it's that it's true. Um, you can never... Uh, uh, 
force her to take a, a shvua to swear that she did not commit adultery when they were engaged if it's all about the engagement. But there's a concept called Gilgul Shvuz, that once uh, she's taking a shvua, an oath, let's say, that she didn't commit adultery when she was married, so then we add on other scenarios, which on their own wouldn't require an oath. But once we're saying that she has to take an oath about the fact that she didn't commit adultery when she's married, we'll say, you know what, also take an oath that you didn't commit adultery when you were engaged, even though we wouldn't require that on its own. But once she's already taken the oath, say, you know what, take an oath also when you're engaged. And that's all the mission is referring to. It's not referring to this uh, very uh, complex case uh, of where they had sexual relations beforehand, not for the sake of marriage, and they, didn't, they got married, they didn't have sexual relations afterwards. No, that's not the case. The case is just a simple case of Gilgoshu, the concept that once she's taking an oath for the marriage, so then she's also taking, we tell her to take an oath for uh, uh, for the engagement as well. And so that both opinions essentially reject uh, the proof to say that we found a position that follows the position of Rav. Okay, that concludes this tomorrow. We'll discuss in the next recording uh, a new, slightly new topic.